Life's too short for crap marketing. The Got Marketing Podcast is for marketers, business owners, and entrepreneurs who want marketing that's fun, accessible, and meaningful. Join me, Mia Feilman, for inspired chats with my favorite marketing insiders about marketing that works, campaigns that inspire, and the fads, fakery, and false profits to avoid. Hello, friend, and welcome to today's show. Marketers are fantastic at convincing you that you need marketing. And so business owners launch a business and dive straight in. However, the fastest way to go bust is when you grow too quickly without the right systems in place. Your marketing is only as effective as your systems. When you first start business, everyone's like, you must have this and you've got to use this. And that is the only solution. I advise as well, if anyone's saying you must, you should, you have to, just take a breath and then walk away and make your own decisions. That was Nicole Smith, lover of all things clever system design, business operations, and a virtual COO. Welcome to the show, matey. Hello. Thank you so much for having me here for this conversation. Very exciting. Me too. This is the conversation that everyone needs to have, may not necessarily want to have because, you know, it's not as shiny and glittery and, you know, fun as the Barbie movie campaign. However, absolutely essential to your business success, right? 100%. And um, I do talk a lot about how we make it really fun because, you know, it can be known as the boring stuff, the background stuff that no one really wants to lean into. But when you actually shine that lens onto what can be possible for you and your business, it's just, I, I see it so much. The eyes open wide and the excitement arrives on the, wow, is, wow, that, those expressions. It's just, Oh, and that ease, then that feels afterwards, that response of having those new things in place. It's just a beautiful experience to witness. And also, I've had that feeling myself in my own business. Yeah, that comes across so strongly from your brand and your brand personality. So we know each other from One Roof and we've been on a few power-up calls. And every time I'm on a call with you, I just walk away from that session feeling like, someone has just poured honey into my water. Like it's just incredible. It's like, oh my God, I feel better. I just feel better after seeing her, seeing the, um, if any of you listening can't see Nicole right now, she's, she's signature headband. This is her, um, which always matches her lip color, which always seems to match her nails and her dress. She is a ray of sunshine. Like it's absolutely magnetic. It's fun, isn't it? I, I do remember going back to early, early stages, leaving corporate land and thinking that a business owner was suit, black and white, maybe a pop of color occasionally. And then I was like, no, I'm big earrings. I'm going right back to that color and that enjoyment that actually makes me me. Cause it's, let's just, you know, stand out and be fun and, and proud of who you are as a person. Oh. Totally. I see my husband get up every day and put on khaki green army cams and I just thank the Lord that I have never worn a uniform and you don't need to ever shop at Q. (laughs) Sorry, it's not my vibe. That very structured suit style dressing is just not for me. Okay, let's dive in because I know people are really excited to hear about this 
nervously excited, I would say. So first things first, can you please tell me what a virtual COO is? Because I'm not entirely sure. I have heard of virtual CFO, but take me through that. Yeah, so um, you're on the right path there when you're thinking about a virtual CFO. A virtual COO is a chief operating officer that is not permanently in your business, but we come in and provide that holistic strategic view on where you are now, where you're going, and then aligning all the moving parts in your business to start to feel easy and streamlined and be able to be aware of things that little bit quicker. Um, So if you think about the corporate land and those C-suites, there's always the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs, and that's just me. CMOs, hello. CMOs, CPMPO, lots of C-suite things, right? Yeah. Um, And it's just about as a business sort of that size, you don't need to have a full-time human in there. So you're able to have access to these fabulous people out here me included, to come in for a moment in time or for a you know a duration. We call it a partnership with our, our virtual CEO or any of our clients, really. It's a partnership of creation. So yeah, that's sort of it in a nutshell. So good. I can definitely see why, especially startups, small businesses would need someone that's not permanent full-time doing that. And that sounds amazing. So what do you mean specifically about systems and integrations? Can you can you break that down for us? Because it can mean a lot of things, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So we come into your business and look at the ways that you are operating, right? So it, this is from a day-to-day operational point of view. So the tasks, the actions, the ways that you're working, the processes, the tech, all the things that from day, you know, whatever time you start in the morning to the end of the day, you are touching and moving in as mm. a business leader and also as your team as they're moving. Now, what how we work differently is that we are not necessarily specialists in an area such as marketing or as HR or as finance. However, we hold the knowledge enough to be able to support you to shape holistically the systems and also identify where we need to lean in more on a certain area. So let's give you an example. Let's say an accounting business, right? So there's an accounting business of say 10 plus members. There are certain regulations that we need to be aware of, right? So when we're looking at choosing tech, when we're looking at designing your workflows and your processes, uh, we need to be really aware of all of these compliance things to ensure the tech's selected correctly, that our team are trained correctly, that any templates or, you know, things that we're using day in, day out are all compliant with that particular industry that you're in. And so we start at the start, we what we call discover, we understand what's working now, we come into designing it to how it's going to be going forward, working with you in partnership to integrate it into your business So that may look like building a tech solution for you. That may look like, you know, creating some training packages. It may look like, I don't know, creating all the most fabulous automations, connecting all your tech together. Then the final phase is the really important one, which I know you talk about it, where you can create these beautiful strategies. But until you actually take the action and you train your team or you make it a thing, which we call 
connection, right? Until that moment's created and connected in, it's just this beautiful diagram on a piece of paper or on a ClickUp whiteboard or whatever it might be. Um, so in those connection phases, it's SOPs, it's uh, training our teams, it's really having that support for you and your business to connect in with your new ways of working so they become business as usual operations because that's the power is when your sustainable ways of working are now business as usual and so you as a business leader can really focus on that future plan that where are we going what do my team need from a support point of view where are those gaps in the market that we can lean on into now what is that next campaign that we can lean on into Mm. that sort of space instead of oh no the thing's not working we smooth that all through for you Yeah, I can see how that might be challenging for you to communicate what you do to your audience because it's so bespoke. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, for me, you might need to set up ClickUp and automate some forms. For somebody else, it may look like SOPs and training documents and videos and so forth. So um, that's a marketing challenge. I'm very happy to help you crack, Nicole. Um, yeah, we have a mutual client, Remy from Sunday Best Digital. And I was talking to her yesterday and she works with a lot of contractors in her business. And as anyone knows, contractors are just, it's a revolving door. You know, they come in, they spend three months, six months, maximum 12 months, and then they're gone. And that can just be such a time suck for someone like Remy to be onboarding and offboarding and training them in the middle. And so I can definitely see so important to have those SOPs locked down so that it's like, okay, next, (laughs) move in, out, in, out. Like obviously that's, you know, her attention is fantastic, but it's just the nature of the beast, right? Oh, 100%. And um, I think as well, just something to note, when we're talking about systems, naturally we fall into thinking about tech and applications, right? So that's one element of what an actual system is. A system is, say, if we think about HR, you know, we think about IT, we think about marketing, we think about operations, we think about sales, legal, all those, they're all siloed systems within a business. And inside there are people, there's tech, there's process, there's all those things. So when we're looking at creating such as an employee or a contractor experience, how do those people come into the business? What's their onboarding process? What training information do we have in our beautifully curated training library with videos and, you know, walkthroughs and words, all the things, capturing all the different learning styles. So that as a business leader, it's really easy to welcome in and out as needed based on what your business structure is. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it. Thank you for that. Welcome. I also really loved what you said about the importance of the connecting and configuring and integrating. That is something that I come up against a lot where, you know, there are customers of mine that come to me and they say, I want to use Flowdesk and I have a Squarespace site. And I'm like, well... That's tricky, or it might be tricky. I don't know. And there's just so much scotch tape and crazy glue that is holding together small businesses and so much manual work that is happening to to glue those two together. So I love that you go in there and create the stack, the tech stack, as just one part of what you offer that is so much more seamless than, you know, crazy glue. 
it is an interesting stage because when you first start business, everyone's like, you must have this and you've got to use this. And that is the only solution. I advise as well, if anyone's saying you must, you should, you have to, just take a breath and be like, thank you so much for your advice. And then walk away and make your own decisions based on the structure and the strategy of your business, not just now, but where you're heading in the future. If you're a solo business owner, you're going to be a freelancer and it's only going to be you. Your experience will be very different to someone who's building a company structure with, you know, five, 10 plus employees, different areas, different financial commitments, different structures or security structures, all of those sorts of things. So we also have an opportunity at any time in your business. If it's feeling clunky and you're looking to go to that next step, perfect, perfect stop. Start at how you're working though. Don't go tech first go right back to the start, look at your process, look at your workflows. And then that piece of tech that's right will appear or you come and talk to us and we'll help you find it. (laughs) I tell my customers every day you should do this. That's so important. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I do. It's not like specific recommendations on tech though. It's like you need to get professional headshots. You must have a strategy before you do tactics. Yeah. You need to pull back off social media and start prioritizing other things. Yeah. Like so I don't know. I'm more of the stick than the carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Unapologetically. I love it. All right. So how do we use systems to create more informed, personalized marketing specifically? Because you know, ultimately it's got marketing. It is all about the marketing. (laughs) Well, I think you've just hit the nail on the head with what you just shared. It's, you know, it's really about your strategy first. Okay, so we at the Artisans here have just gone through a little bit of a a reshuffle or just a focus, not even refocus, on how we are marketing Um, because it was feeling hard. It was feeling clunky. It was feeling a lot all the time and it didn't really feel like much was coming back in from it. So, Go ahead, work with yourself or whoever your marketing human is, get that strategy in place. And then what happens from there? So let's just use mine as an example so it's practical, right? So our podcast, Take Control with Nicole, is our cornerstone piece of marketing, Mm -hmm. right? So from there, we have a weekly episode that goes out. From there, informs our themes for the month, our themes for the week. It goes into our newsletters. It goes all the way through the socials. I pick out that thread conversation and elaborate on it from there into whatever it you know might be that is that important piece to share. Um, from a, a process point of view, it's become so much easier to work in and out of that experience now because mm-hmm. we know we're focused. We know what we're talking about. All of our team know their roles in the process. Just an example, our podcast, we have all our episodes recorded, edited, ready to schedule before the month begins. All of our content is created or in draft stages moving through before the month begins. So then in the month, we're able to be creative in different ways. We're able to lean in over here and it's not like, oh, I haven't done the thing anymore, Mm. you know. So that's looking then at tech. What tech are we needing? What people are we needing? What um, experience are you wanting to create for yourself and your external uh, potential clients or community as well? So that's, for me, how we've used our marketing system. So picking out those bits and pieces. 
just for that consistent approach. So it's easier to enjoy not only the messaging that you're getting out now, but anything else that kind of appears. So coming on a podcast like this with you or oh, like last night, (laughs) I was asleep and I woke up and I had these ideas of, it was actually something Remy shared that you had mentioned to her yesterday about talking to the people you want to be working with, not the people you are, something I probably paraphrased there. Anyway, my brain started. Sounds like something I said. Yeah, it's amazing. So I've got like (laughs) three pages of potential campaign ideas going on here. If I had been in the zone of getting out, getting out, getting out, getting out, I may not have been able to capture that because the space wouldn't be there. Mm, So true. Where I feel systems are so critical in your marketing is with a system for gathering audience insights. Mm. So that is fuel for your marketing. Like every marketing campaign, every post, Anything that you do that is consumer-facing should be informed by consumer insights. But often, those insights are in 100 million trillion places. They are in our inbox, in email replies. They are in DMs. They're in Slack messages. They're in Google Drive folders. They're in Trello boards. They're in text messages. They're in typeform surveys. And one of the best things we ever did was create a system that pulls all of that social proof, all of that audience insights into one central location so that when we start building our campaigns and our strategies, we go back to this central location and be like, okay, what is the consensus about this? What is the room saying? What is the collective room saying as opposed to well, Tony sent that over email and then Nicole sent that via Slack. And uh, it's just, that is, you know, just one small example of how your systems can save you. 100%. When it comes to your marketing. And it's not just marketing, right? Mm. Central hubs of operations are essential for any business, whatever size you are. So choosing that central location that information and data is going to feed in and out of, something to be really aware of though is data in, or data out is only as good as data in. So if you're putting rubbish in, if you're not maintaining it, if you're creating and saying, look at this fabulous thing I've got, but actually you only go into it maybe once a month, it's not going to support you to have that experience of streamlined and easy and functioning. It's really going to be cause actually a bit more of pain. And so what you've, you're suggesting and creating there, you can really make that easy with automations and triggers and actions and streamlining it and siloing it all into that central point. So when you are starting that next campaign, you've got that data at your fingertips. You don't have to spend 10 hours going and where was that again? It's already in there for you. Exactly. And no one's going to spend the time. So they just like, oh, I think that what my people want is and like it's like I can hear the trepidation in your voice dude like (laughs) you are making some pretty big assumptions and no I'm not I'm not building an entire marketing campaign on I think Gut Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar, a marketing education platform for marketers and entrepreneurs. Learn practical, repeatable, and actionable steps to market with confidence. Nail your email marketing strategy or join Campaign Classroom and learn to create memorable and effective marketing campaigns. 
These are not the kind of online programs where you are left floundering, unsure how to put theory into practice, nor will these programs sit unfinished for months. You can expect hands-on, tailored advice, accountability, and a supportive community, and you will walk away with lifelong marketing skills. Learn more at campaigndelmar.com. So something we touched on very briefly earlier in the chat was this idea that ideas are only ever going to be that. They're only going to be good ideas if you can't implement them properly. That's right. So can you like elaborate on that a little bit? Because I definitely have some thoughts too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in business we can easily get diverted or distracted. You know, oh, this is the hot thing. We're focus, focus, focus. Oh, what's that? I'm going to go over there, focus, focus, focus. And then you've got all of these projects that are partially done. And you're, you end up with this feeling of, oh, why another thing, another thing, another thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you actually create a, an action plan, a step-by-step implementation plan, also keeping in mind um, change management, if you have a team of people or even contractors, being um, aware of the change management process to bring them on board, uh, to have them engaged in that transition will give you that extra sort of streamlined experience when you're implementing it in. But it's really about getting that action, documenting it down. If you're using a ClickUp or a Trello or a Asana, it's it's project management one-on-one, right? Yeah. Step by step. This is what's happening, when it's happening, by who, how are we tracking it, are we on track, you know, all those sorts of things. And testing as well, something that we do forget. Um, and we obviously live and breathe it here, building other people's systems, is getting it in, testing it, making sure the experience is as expected, but also knowing that things iterate and evolve each and every day. So if you have created and finally implemented this thing and you're like, woohoo, and then next week you're like, oh, actually, this button should be something, change it. Mm. In the small business space, you don't have to go through 10 layers of red tape to get approval and wait six months to make a change, right? We have this beautiful ability to, yep, let's do it and make a change. Now, um, just to put in here as well, there is detriment to that sometimes. If we continually change, we're never going to see that sort of calm experience of a real solidified solution in your business. However, in those early days, as you're testing and trying and you're really feeling into who you are as a business, how you like to operate, how your team operates, you know, for us here at The Artisans, we're all about developing a business that is built on the foundations of sustainable operating practices. Now, I'm talking about people here, Mm. people-focused experience and ways of working. And so everything we do flows in and out of that. And if it's not ticking those boxes, we review it. Um, went off track, but on track. <laughs> so yeah, implementation. It's it takes sometimes takes a little bit of energy, but the investment of taking that energy focus for a period of time will far outweigh you continuing to be like, oh, I'll just do it this way because I've done it for a hundred years. Mm. You know, lean on in. Yeah. Well, this is why in campaign classroom we start with the exciting, creative, compelling campaign idea. But then we spend a lot of the program talking about how you're going to bring that to life because there's so many different moving parts. And like you said, we've got to assign roles and dates and milestones. And like, you don't 
often have the luxury of like, yeah, we've got 12 months to launch this. It's usually like we've got four weeks to pull all of this together and, you know, integrate ads with emails, with organic social media posts, with collaborations, with a landing page, with PR and get all that happening at the same time with a million different contributors and collaborators in this um, and a lot of little micro tasks, all of that needs to be mapped and it needs to be balanced. Yeah. And one of the big things that came to me as you were talking was, was this idea of small business owners are so fortunate because we can just jump in and we can just change something, but that requires control. Mm-hmm. And what I have realized working with many small business owners is that they outsource before they upskill. And so they actually don't have control. So they don't know the ins and outs of their website. They are using a web designer. And so every time they need a form, they go back to their web designer. It's like, how do you not know how to create a web form? Like that is to me an absolutely essential business skill they don't feel comfortable logging into their own website and making, you know, duplicating a landing page. Like there's just so many things that I hear time and again. I've worked with a million dollar business and she will not write any of her own copy. She will not do any of her own graphic design. She has no idea how her website works. All of it is dependent on an outsourced team to do it but then her team have got other clients and other projects. And so she just has to wait. Yeah, We just wait till they're free, until they can charge her $250 an hour to do it when they're, when they're ready. Meanwhile, I can go and flip the Campaign Del Mar homepage right now. Emily will kill me because <laughs> it won't look pretty, but I can flip it if I need to, fix a broken link. I can create a web form in 20 seconds and, you know, get on with it, right? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. That's how we operate at The Artisan, as in the positive way. Anyone that works with us, we it's a partnership, mm. right? We could go, oh, we'll go and build your XYZ insert system name here, process the lot. We could do mm. that for you and then you will have no idea how to control it. Yeah. But actually the really important thing for us is that after our experience together, you hold the skills to be able to move it forward, to make those adaptions, to insert new la, 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 whatever it might be. We will be here if you hit a roadblock and you're like, I just don't know, 100% bring us back in, period of time, help you move through that next phase. You now have the skills, continue on. Mm. That was really integral. Like obviously I'm a tech head, so tech (laughs) for us, you know, people come, oh, are you an expert in data? We're not. But do you know what? Tech is like air for us. Mm. You know, the most important thing is how are we going to do it? And then the tech just flows in. I know and appreciate not everybody is like that. So we make sure that they feel comfortable and confident. If you're confident with your tech, your systems, having that ability to exactly do what you say, especially imagine if you're an e-commerce business and your website has a glitch on sale, launch day, sale day, Mm. and you have to be in a queue to get your support. No. No. (laughs) It's such a risk. Like take that energy and lean in and just the basic skills. What is that thing that could really make or break that campaign, that's that launch, that whatever it is? 
do I, as a business leader, have the skills to easily jump in? It may not look beautiful, but can I problem solve the issue and fix it? Yeah. It's, it's a vital skill. Totally. Yesterday, I got given the opportunity to write an article for Barbie on Mamma Mia. Yeah. That includes a link to my website. When that happens, I want to have it so that any new people hitting my website are going to be served with a lead magnet when they land on the website so that they I can get them onto my email list. So in addition to writing this 1,000-word article, I needed to go into my website make sure that the lead magnet was configured so that it's there waiting for those website visitors. In business, timing is everything. And if you sleep on these opportunities, they're going to sail right past you. So definitely worth heeding that advice for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So your business is very fast growing. It's been so inspiring to watch you go from zero to like where you are now in such a short amount of time. So I'd love to hear from, I guess, your personal experience about how your systems have supported you as you've started like this aggressive growth and scaling of your business. Yeah, 100%. So I think um, the last 12 months, we've just actually had our sort of wrap up of 2023 fin year and yeah we've doubled I want to say double our revenue over you know the last 12 months which significantly increased it actually to be fair and it's pretty exciting but with that growth as I know supporting other business leaders um, it can be a little bit daunting Mm. you know when you're right in the thick and thin of it and so having our structures and our foundations have been integral to supporting us, to me to be me, my team to be them, even in that moments where I, I'm a human, right? I'm like, oh, what is going on right now? My team can at least continue uh, in their systems doing their things. We have also had a real focus on our internal operations at the Artisans as well, diving into how we're serving our clients, what our services look like, you know, really evolving our own templates and our own ways of internally operating, Um, talking about websites. We had a whole project on the service pages and you were saying, you know, being able to do it, I was leaving them sit there for the moment. And then I'm like, no, Nicole, this is action. This is your action. Let's do it. In a couple of hours, I went in, all the details were there from all the things we've been doing with the team. I updated four service pages, got them live on the website, all new imagery, things done to done done. And it's so exciting to be able to share those out with the world. Mm. But ultimately, when you have the foundations in your your tech and in your in your team, it has just felt light and easy, easier. The one that I've, the most recent change that I've probably told you about already, we've just um, elevated our part of our nurture series for our our clients, our nurture lead series. And uh, we've integrated a system called Quilla, which is a proposal tool. We've created some beautiful automations that trigger in. It's bloody expensive though, far out. Quilla, yeah, well, I guess it's relative to the importance on the experience, right? On my podcast at the moment, we're all talking about client experience and really about designing it to support your business. And for me, Quilla was that next level of elegance. Mm, it is I, very elegant. 
it's just, it makes me so happy <laughs> and it's so easy now. I press a button in ClickUp, the template's loaded in Quilla, the document ID and the URL goes back into ClickUp for a purpose that I'll share in a moment. Jump into Quilla, customize it because it's all about customizers versus creation. Really, that's where we want to be leaning into. Go back in, automate it, templated email, load it up, put a button in, customize, off it pops. When those clients are excited to work and they press accept, guess what happens? Got another automation, comes back into ClickUp, clicks accept, status change, sends an email, starts our onboarding. So now we get acceptance and onboarding form within 10 minutes of each other. And it's just, oh, <laughs> it just makes my heart sink and <laughs> be excited. So this is what you get when you work with us. Right. I get excited about my own, but just as excited about yours. And it's honestly from a business leader and someone that has never really thought of themselves as a salesperson. It's so easy and enjoyable and from internally and externally, you know, it's just such a beautiful, smooth experience. And what's the big purpose for it? The purpose of that nurture series? Yeah, yeah. You said, oh, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Oh, no, no, no. It's just easy. That was all. I thought there was like a big reveal. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's elevation. So over the 12 months, you know, that iteration of the business, we're now really stepping into where I have always known we were going to be. I've just gone on this beautiful journey of education and learning and trialing and testing. And mm, I can add value here, but really, my value is added when I can come into a business and really work with whatever tech that you've got going on, whatever size team you have going on, because that's where my my joy lives, translating the how we want to into the how it's going to be, regardless of systems, tech or people, all the things. That is so valuable. I think that that, to me as a marketer, that's the selling point is that it's not one size fits all. Mm. You know, we're not just ClickUp or just Dubsado or just Clavio. Yeah. It's about the principles. I get this too because I have an email marketing program. So I get people approaching me going, will the email marketing program specifically cover Clavio? Like, no, it yeah. will not. It's going to cover your email marketing strategy. And I know you feel that like your business is completely unique that no one in the world has ever sold scented candles before via Shopify and connected that to Clavio. Spoiler alert, they have. I'm going to show you the strategy and then you can go and stick that in Clavio. I promise you it's going to work exactly the same way as Active Campaign. Active Campaign is probably just going to call it something different, but there is going to be a button that allows you to segment your audience. There is going to be a button that allows you to tag your audience. Yeah. There are going to be lists of subscribers. There are going to be triggers. There's going to be automation. Each email service provider, CRM, is going to have their own technology, terminology and verbiage around that, but the principles are the same, which is why in my 21-year career, I have worked for fast-moving consumer goods, professional services, not-for-profit, government, online business, e-commerce, startups, and I can walk, talk, sing, dance in all of those spaces, no problem, because I understand 
live and breathe strategic marketing foundations. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, uh, if anyone comes at me and says, Mia, you should niche down in services, oh, I'm like, yeah. I will not yeah. niche down into services after spending 10 years working for Vegemite, Maybelline, <laughs> New York, and Pick. <laughs> like, I get products. I yeah. get them very, very, very well. Anyway, that's, excuse my rant, Nicole. No, it's something that I feel quite passionate about as well because everyone's like, oh, so what industry do you service? Yeah. We're not industry specific. Yeah. You know, um, my background, I've worked in global corporate financial services industries, right? So if you want a process and a system and a regulation, come on over and visit us over there. You know, coming into then transport and logistics, you know, smaller financial services industries. And now with my business, we've serviced, oh, industry, name it, chuck it at me, I would say that we've been involved. But it comes down as you're sharing with your experience. It's the principles of the what we're looking to create here, those workflows, those processes. My role has always been in those bigger organizations, the translator between the business and working with custom designed databases to utilize their features and ones that have not yet been developed. So talking the tech, I cannot code one day maybe, but I know how to talk tech. I know how to work with our, you know, suppliers at whatever size to actually get those things into place so they're automated and easy and paperless and, you know, simple. And one of the things um, my brain things last night was around this word of productivity and how a lot of people lean in and, and sort of focusing on the human is not productive. whereas. When you actually look at what productivity means, it's about that overall experience in the business. And so, yeah, that could be the spoiler alert of where I'm going with the thing. But the education piece, it's, oh, it's got yeah. my, oh, ready to do it. <laughs> well, everyone that's ever worked with you has raved about you. So I'm not surprised that your business is taking off. And I just love supporting you and watching you do it. Campaign Del Mar is on a similar growth trajectory and I just love being around other women where, you know, of course there's suck, of course there is, but we don't need to be embarrassed or ashamed about the fact that our businesses are growing and thriving and the new challenges that come into being past that first messy year. So it was an absolute pleasure to chat with you, Nicole. I will put into the show notes all of your details but where is the best place for people to find you? Yeah, so I on all the socials, I'm at The Artisan Solutions, but Instagram is where I'm sort of hanging out or LinkedIn. I am loving LinkedIn at the moment. Same. On my personal page, Nicole Smith, so maybe go into the link because there might be a few of us. But you'll see me with my... Actually, I'm not wearing my headband on that one. I've just got a funny ah, face, so you'll see it's me. <laughs> I will hyperlink everything and so people should definitely reach out for a chat. Thank you once again for being so generous with your time and your knowledge. Nicole, it was such a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You listened right up until the end. So why not hit that subscribe button and keep the good marketing rolling? Podcast reviews are like warm hugs and they're also the best way to support a small business. You can connect with me, Mia Feilman, on Instagram or LinkedIn. And feel free to send me a message. I'm super friendly. <laughs>